insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast, powered by Glovebox. God, I love Glovebox. My name is Scott Howell, your fearless host and leader, insurance agency owner and insurance evangelist for I Protect Insurance and Financial Services, based out of Huntsville, Alabama. And before we get started on today's episode, please help me welcome, he is a six foot three sophomore from Mobile, Alabama, Parade First Team All-American, Rivals five-star recruit. He is a fantastic insurance agent and a great American. Ladies and gentlemen, please stand and welcome the incomparable Mr. Bradley Flowers. How are you, Bradley? Great, Scott. How are you today? Best I've ever been. Bradley, i got breaking news. Uh-oh. I've been an insurance agent for a long time, and I'm not going to start crying. I'm Uh-oh. not going to start crying. Are you retiring? God, I can't. <laughs> you know, we get a lot of uh, we get a lot of emails. We get a lot of text messages. We get a lot of people reaching out to us that say a lot of nice things. And I always try to take that with a a sense of humility that I'm no different than any of them because I'm not. For you're, sure, you're, you're not either. For you sure, know, we're not. I mean, I grew up in a small town in Alabama. And my dad still practices law. He's a municipal judge. And, but we got an email today from a girl, and it might be the nicest email I think I've ever gotten. And I wanted to <clears throat> just read just a second of it because we've got an incredible. You incru- want me to read incredible. it so you don't break down? No, I, I can do it. I think I'm over it now. <laughs> I think <laughs> I'm I over it. Uh, I know you and Bradley are covered up today with your first VR recording. Wow. Which, yeah, okay. Wow. Yeah, somebody's keeping up with things. She said, but I felt compelled to email you regarding my gratitude for the Insurance Guys podcast. Scratch agent, green as green could possibly be, left public education after 12 years, vested vested because I had dealt with multiple personal tragedies that highlighted what is important in my life. I thought real estate might be the ticket, so I pursued a license. That license quickly led me to meet with a former student who was selling mortgages and also left her teaching career. Hint, hint, guys, great place to find Mm -hmm. people to work with, Mm -hmm. team members. I said work with, not employees. Work with, because I ain't got a damn employee. You know, my wife had to call one of my agents the other day. She said, you me tell you Scott Howell's biggest pet peeve? And the girl said, what's that? When you call him boss, Mm -hmm. ain't your damn boss. Ain't nobody can get your ass fired but you. I can't fire you. Anyway, I'll go. I'll, I'll get off that. <laughs> so I won't keep going because this email is so long, so long. But I just wanted to send a shout out today to my friend and podcast listener, Amber Dennis. Amber, thank you so much for the kind words. It means a lot to me. It means a lot to Bradley. And uh, thank you. This email is why we do this, okay? This email is why we do this. Yeah, 100%. So, Thank you. If we were only doing this for personal gain, it would have stopped a long time yeah, ago. Right. A long time ago. What were, I mean, I've been here since seven. Rand, who's doing our video, and Brandon have been here since about 7.45, 8. What we're doing now is not easy at all. Not to say that we're some great uh, what, whatever, but it's it's we do it for all the agents that reach out and say, hey, I listened to this, and this changed my life, or this changed my agency, or or, or what have you. There's very, 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 very little personal gain in this. So. I would agree. Guys, I've got a man that I want to get to know better. I just got through talking Scott, to him. Scott's wiping his eyes. That's why the audio sounds uh, weird. Got through talking to him right before we came on air. I said, I want to get your cell phone number because I want to spend more time with you. I want to get to know you better. I want to get to know your family better. As somebody that I look up to for a lot of reasons. 
I would say the reason I probably look up to him more than anything is he's been in it for a long time. He's been in the trenches. And uh, I love his story so much. And I love his past. And I love where he came from because I know where I came from. And I know, uh, you know, you meet people that were old pipe fitters and truck drivers. And there's a certain part of that that really resonates with me because I know how they I know they understand what else is out there and how hard it is and all these people out there and across the United States of America that have a whole lot tougher job than I do and if you don't believe me next time you're bitching about a claim or some customers called bitching about a billing account tell you what you do you go out get in your car drive down where they're working on a highway in the middle of July pull your car over sit there for about 30 seconds and watch them filling potholes or resurfacing a street and you'll go back to the office and you'll be thankful for what you got mm-hmm. because when you do that for a little while i want you i tell you what you do come on over to pine ridge drive i'll take you to sean mcgovern's house he just uh he just uh he's got 900 bales of hay square bales of hay out in his pasture I'll let you go out to Sean's and you can bail square bales of hay. Oh, God, that's awful. In 89, 90, 92 degree weather for all day long. And then we'll see if you mm-hmm. like, if you mind calling somebody and quoting an insurance quote, folks. Because let me tell you something. Uh, you won't do that but one day. You won't do that but one day. And you'll be ready to go back to the insurance office so fast your head will spin. It'll be the happiest day of your life. Ladies and gentlemen, I have got... An all-star guest on, and I love him, and I appreciate him so much. Born, raised, and lives in Cleveland, Ohio. Married to the beautiful Jennifer. Got three beautiful babies. He's like me. they just about grown now. Yeah. Sophia, Cooper, shout out to Cooper. Charlie, Charlie, I got one of you. <laughs> Charlie, I got one of you at the house. 15 years old. I got one. No college, no degree. Makes me love him more. Been on six continents on this earth. He's got one more to go. I got a story about that to tell him one day. He's an insurance agent, and I love that. Put that on your business card, folks. Quit putting boss and CEO and freaking president. How's about you just put insurance agent on your card? He is the founder of Be Atomic. He's a great American. He's done a lot for our industry. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my profound honor today to introduce my friend and great American, Mr. Seth Zaremba, how are you, Seth? What's up, gentlemen? How are you guys doing? Man, we're doing the best. I couldn't do no better sitting here in the air conditioning with 27 cameras staring at me. <laughs> Listen, I've been I've been Amber Dennis, uh, started up from scratch and done all that. I have, you think bailing the hay is hard, wait till you get to the loft, because if it's 89 in the field, <laughs> when you gotta put that up and up in the loft, it's 189. So like, I've been all over that bad boy. So yeah, insurance looks real good when you're bailing hay. I always enjoy talking to an old pot fitter too. Dude, I remember two quick stories on that. One, I grew up, not on a farm, but next to a farm that was owned by my grandfather. Small, kind of in between a hobby farm right. and, a, and a real farm. He didn't do it for, for work, but he, he made money from it. And I hated, hated having to go pick up hay because you would the baler would bail it and drop it out. And I remember the football team. My dad got the football team. Yep. And there was some, some big dudes that yep. were hurting at the end of the day. And then a second story, my dad's an electrical contractor. I remember being about 19, 20 years old working with him in a hot attic. And I remember verbally saying, I got to figure something out because this crap is for the birds. 
And not too long after that, I started selling insurance. So I'm like, what's the, what's the most, uh, the, the furthest away I can get from this attic? That's what I'm going to do. Hey, Seth, you're going to be proud. We finished our last, I'm, we're podcasting live from, from Bradley's office down here in Mobile. Okay. And we finished our last podcast about 10 minutes before you came on here. And I walked outside and I, I took my phone off airplane mode for just a second. And when I did, this picture came across on my text message. It's from my wife. No words. There's no words to this picture. She, I'm going to show you this picture. Which camera can he see this in? This one. That, that one. All right. You may have to show it to him. So she has been on, on our John Deere tractor bush hogging all day in 92 oh, degree yeah. weather. Yeah. Let me tell you something. That right there would get after you after about six hours of bush hogging. No, you never believe it. Tell me about you, Cesar Ramba. I want to know all about what's been going on. You and I haven't talked in a while. We've got so much to catch on. Our, our mission on this podcast every week is to just help these insurance agents just a little bit move that ball one step closer to the, to the goal line. So let's, let's you and I try to do that today. But before we do, Catch us up to speed on where you're at, what you've been up to, how B Atomic is doing. And, and I, I don't know if Bradley and I discussed it. Uh, he mentioned something to me about selling your agency. I wanted to talk a little bit about that today, too. So wherever you want to start, brother, it's your podcast. You start where you want to start. Well, it's been busy. Um, that's for sure. All insurance, though, and all for the, the reasons that you guys are doing uh, the podcast, which is trying to help fellow insurance agents and, and their meaningful partners do better. So, yeah, same mission, uh, different different studio, but same focus on trying to trying to get better. Yeah, um, I guess with the agency, uh, you know, well, here, I'll say this. Uh, Be Atomic's taken off and it's taking more and more time. We'll talk a little bit about that. Sure. So it, it, it became a point where how do you do both? And I know you guys have a lot going on, too. So you, you're trying to figure out how to meaningfully um, transition something that you're really proud of. You know, Zinc is 14 years old and um, super proud of it. Um, sons, daughters, all teenagers and not ready to go. Business going like crazy and and no internal perpetuation capabilities. And right. so you're looking for solutions. Right. And so probably just like you guys, I mean, um, you know, during 2020, my, my conference room table was filled up with, with people coming in saying, Hey, what are you doing? Right. And so you start looking at those models and, um, you know, uh, not to say good or bad about any of them, but I'd say for the most part, I kind of turned my nose up on that and kind of just given up and I came across a company called PCF that, that walked in and said, Hey, we like partnering with young insurance agents that really want to go. We, we like the model. We like all that stuff. And there's, there's multiple ways you can win, uh, and, and go pursue the atomic. And so sure. a couple of conversations later and, um, yeah, we joined them April 1st. Yeah. And so just plowing away, crew is happy, team is happy and really been a great partnership on that. And I would say I was surprised. I was really surprised. You know, you hear all the horror stories about stuff and you're going to lose your name. You're going to lose your people, right. not the case with those folks. So I, I, anyone who hasn't taken a fresh look at some of the newer models, and they're one of them. I mean, they went from, by the time I met them, I think they were 27 to 13, and I think they're pushing top 10. So it's one of those really unique agent-driven models. And I'll tell you what, if you do an agent-driven model, chances are you're going to hook me. I mean, if you do an agent-driven right. association, event, uh, business model, partnership, you're going to have my heart. And, and I would say that's the case. And so with everything going on in Be Atomic, it was, it was the right time for us to make a good move. And I couldn't be more excited about that partnership. And we just, we discussed that in a previous episode of when you deal with these insure techs, there's a different flavor in the air when you're dealing with an agent 
an insure tech that's run by a former agent or an agent. Yeah, There's a different, it's a, it's different. I don't know if it's an appreciation for what you're doing. Right. It, there's there there's several factors that go into Agreed. that. Agreed. Hey, Seth, I want to talk for just a minute. You know, I I'm a medium and I channel all these insurance agents out there. They they put questions in my head while I talk to people like you. And I, by the way, I haven't told Bradley this. I was on a one hour Zoom call with PCF a couple of weeks ago. They wanted to talk to me really? about kind of what he just went through yeah. so you know i'm not ready for that yet even though it probably sounds like it as much as i'm crying on this podcast today <laughs> seth talk to these agents a little bit about you talked about that agent run model and yeah. how there's all these and, and you're right there's all these different models out there now that aren't just the old you know we're gonna buy sell, your agency yeah, sell, kill the name sell and, your yeah. agency to another agent and here's the going rate and you work here for a year and you're gone yeah you know Talk to, talk to these agents that are listening to this right now about some of these other kind of models that you talked about a minute ago. Yeah, I mean, there's a million different models out there, but they're all based on the cost of money and acquisition and then efficiency, right? And, you know, you've been around long enough, both of y'all, that like, if you don't know there's a game going on, you're the game, right? And so um, <laughs> if um, it's like the, you can, if you don't know who the, movie. If you don't know who the sucker in? is at the poker table, it's you. That was that, a rounder. That line yeah. he just said yeah. was in a movie, though. If you don't know what the game is, you're the game. Yeah. Rounders well, is my favorite movie, mm, by the way. It's a great one. That is a good movie. Seth, to this day, Bradley and I still use your comment that you made one time. And I don't remember when you said it, who you said it to, but you said less than scratch. Yeah. Oh, dude, I say that like every day. Yeah, like every other day, we'll say less than scratch. <laughs> I remember when Portal started. I remember Bradley talking to Bradley early in the morning, like, hey, I'm moving a desk in and just painted some cinder block walls, man. So I know yeah. what less than scratch. But dude, I, I guess the point is um, – so agents could be turned off by the the reputation of some of these models, but never have investigated them, right? And sure. so what I would just say is if you have not taken a deep dive on companies like a, a PCF or others like them, the new models are much more accommodating. You can still stay you, you can still be a funky chicken down there and you can still keep your name and you can still participate in a much bigger entity and have access to scale elements that Heck, there's things that we can do now that I couldn't have done uh, just six months ago. And I, I've been fascinated slash obsessed with scaling and helping independent agents uh, identify and look for scale opportunities. And so it, no surprise. I mean, I, I think I'm like a part bloodhound when it comes to that. And so when that when I, when I started talking to those folks and started listening to that model, it was clear that, you know, I had not heard everything or wasn't up to date on what the best and most recent models look like. And so I would describe it much more as a partnership than an acquisition, right. of which I have a stake in that makes uh, that makes it really exciting and interesting. And everything we're doing in the Atomic Zinc's run on Neon since day one allows us then to inform a greater pool and do more for the industry. So I'm all in on on those type of issues. And I, you know, I guess it, it, it proves too, I, I guess I'm eating my own cooking, right? So uh, there's lots of people that talk about it but aren't about it, you know. Right. And I think I think I'm in it to win it for sure. There's I, what I would say is all uh, all chips are in the center for me. I uh, I told Kerry Wallace about a month ago, two months ago. I said uh, I want to retire January the first, twenty thirty two. So ten, she needs to start working on the valuation. Well, it's funny you say that. She looked at me and she goes, "Oh, well." That means you don't want to retire in 10 years. You've got to start getting this thing figured out in about seven years. Yeah. 
And I was like, well, shit, I didn't say seven years. I said 10 years. But to his point. Burnouts and that, stuff well, like there, that. Well, there's no way that at the year 10 you can just go, oh, I'm retired. Right. That's a good way to get one X. Right, 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 right. Yeah, that's exactly right. Seth, we got a lot to talk about with B Atomic today. But before <laughs> we do, I want to do a drum roll like Chevy Chase did in Christmas Vacation for our big announcement today. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to do the Chevy Chase drum roll when he tries to put the lights in here for just a second. And then, Seth, I'm going to let you throw out our big announcement for B Atomic today. So here we go, guys. Go ahead. Well, I, I, I appreciate that. I guess you never know when Howell's going to sequence stuff. So. Right. You don't have to worry about that with Scott. We're just, we're just going to put it out there for the world to know. Yeah, I guess I, I'm super excited to, to – uh, well, here's what I would say. When, when we started NEON um, – uh, the question was, could you get people to adopt? And then could you could you create the scale that you're talking about? Could you show that data has value? Um, there's no question over the last year and a half or so that you can't do much in this space without AMS. And, you know, if I set the DeLorean uh, back and went back in time, you know, I probably didn't appreciate that as much as I should have when I started the Atomic and, and Neon. Maybe I was a little talking a little bit out the side of my mouth too much on that stuff. But as you get into it and as you really start to talk to agents, and I've had over a thousand agents come through my pipeline at the Atomic, um, AMS preferences are real deal. I mean, those are the real deal Holyfields. And, and and getting agents to move off of an AMS is really hard to do. And, and not, so. not, not, not forget about cost, forget about like, it's people, it's process, it's technology, it's what's safe, it's what's comfortable. And so it, I, I guess one of the things I've learned over the last couple of years is that y'all better have good AMS partners on that. And, and here's what I would say, Neon was never meant to be just a one trick pony. We wanna scale through every insurance agency across the, the country. And so, for us, it became clear that we would need multiple AMSs to kind of transactionalize insurance. And we'll talk about that. And so no one said I could get one. And as soon as I got one, everyone said you'll never get two. And I'm super excited to announce that Hawksoft and, and B Atomic are partnering so that the Neon platform will be part of the Hawksoft user experience. And, right. and just a little bit about that. Because for me, probably just like you guys, it's about people, 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 right? I mean, that's what companies are. They're a group of people around a mission. And, and, and I would say right from the get-go, you know, the Atomic, Hawksoft, Alliance, um, across the board. Um, I think they respect us as real insurance professionals. I know they do. And we respect them for being one of the best doggone uh, independent AMSs out there that has taken care of agencies of every shape and size for, geez, my whole lifetime, right? So it's a great cultural fit and so yeah we're super excited and it'll start in phases so for hawksoft users on um, the first uh, opportunity will be able to bring data in so now you can export your data from hawksoft and put it into the neon analytics we'll visualize we'll benchmark and we'll put you in our saleable data product right mm -hmm. next phase after that through apis is their first solution partners is then to import neon into hawksoft so now you don't even have to export we'll just be there and then ultimately next year, as they go through kind of their um, platform migration uh, and they're fully across to their new cloud-based system, that's where we have a chance to really deeply connect and become completely integrated. And so, yeah, to, to have another great AMS uh, that wants to partner with Neon built on Salesforce is just, it's a huge step for us and we're super excited about it. And so are they. I'm excited about it. Let me tell you why. My agency runs on Hawksoft. It does, okay. And... I'm with you 
I think the world of those people. I think yeah. they're good people. I think that they have always been over backwards to try to help us grow, help us be better. Uh, their customer service, I could not ask for more. I mean, if you need something from Hawksoft, no matter what it is, they bend over backwards to try to, to help you either get it or figure it out. And if you had called me before this and said, Scott, I know you've been using Hawksoft for a couple of years now. What are your thoughts? I would have said everything I just said, that they're yeah. just, they're just mm-hmm. good people. It's a great move by you guys because there's a lot of – we don't use Hawksoft. I'm a fan of the people there. But you're, ta- you're, um, ta- you're talking to Hawksoft. Talking to them. I like Paul. Love him. There's a lot of really good agencies on Hawksoft, the parody shows of the world, you guys. Yeah. But also – there's a lot of, and I don't mean this negatively, I mean it as a positive, there's a lot of everyday insurance agents on Hawksoft. So what it does for you guys, whereas in the past it wasn't necessarily true, is it, is it gives the everyday Main Street insurance agencies an opportunity to be on Neon. Yeah, uh, 100%. And so um, I, I think I think it's a great sign in the industry when a, like an OG like Hawksoft yeah. says, yeah. Like this is new, this is different. CRM, yeah, but transactionalizing insurance, aggregating, anonymizing data, selling it and giving money back to agents. Like, sure. okay, that's agent driven, it's agent focused. And and I think it's huge that Paul and that team are saying like, yeah, we'll, we'll take a flyer on those guys. I think we bring something to the table too. Imagine how many times Hawksoft has walked into a top 20 broker who they deserve to have a conversation and said, you know what? Now we're Salesforce based or whatever now. So I think I think there's an opportunity for us to, to help Hawksoft with larger agencies um, and more complex solutions. And there is certainly an opportunity for Hawksoft to bring us the people that we've missed out on because you guys know where my heart is. It's never been about you know how big you are. It's been about every one of us does things and all of those things together are more powerful than we are apart. And if right. somebody can bring all that stuff together, we're all gonna do better. And um, yeah, I think I, it's super exciting. And we've got a bunch of stuff coming up, but that's that to me is like the biggest thing is when somebody like Hawksef says, yeah, we want to partner with, with Neon and, and bring Salesforce to an everyday user. And for us to be able to have a, a, another AMS option for agents to look at, it's just huge. And you said it earlier, but I'm gonna have you repeat it again. How long will it be before the Scott Howells of the world that are in the foxhole every day how long will it be before I flip on that Hawksoft at 8.30 in the morning and, and there it is. There's Neon on Hawksoft. How long will that take? Well, a couple of things. Um, so in September, you can start exporting your data into Neon Analytics and we can start visualizing and showing that and make you part of that sale product. So now you're in the data revenue game in like 30 days. Like that's baller, right? That's right. huge. To fully integrate our, sa- our, our sales and service transactions are going to take a little time. So I think right. sales come on somewhere early in 23 and then a full integration where it's all together after Q3 of, of next year, 23, we'll have that thing clipping for you. So okay. I think we'll, we'll be stepping through it with them. They're going through a huge migration, which, which puts them in the, the driver's seats in a lot of cases on technology. So as they go through that, we're going to go through it with them and right. we'll be there along the way. But yeah, it starts with the data side of it for, for sure. Awesome. So I have yeah. a question. So you know, you guys, you stepped out. When was your announcement? The big announcement event you guys did was that like March of when, when was that? Yeah, of twenty. Yeah, March of twenty. Yeah. So Said a lot of things, made a lot of big promises. So you know, you you, you guys you, you stepped out. I mean, you talked about it for a few years before that, right? When you guys were working on it, and that sort of thing. So 
you create this company, you create this product, you basically created a vertical in the insurance industry. Mm -hmm. And our friend Jason Cass said this, he said, whether or not Neon was successful, the conversation was the most important part, right? right? And obviously you guys are successful and are going to be more successful, right? But it almost changed the way that agents thought about their data and their AMS. And that's so it certainly changed the way I think about my my AMS and I'm not on Neon. So you've created this, this brand new product, this brand new vertical, changed the way agents think about things. What's been the biggest, like two, two parts, what's been the biggest challenge? Yep. And what's been the biggest surprise? What's been the biggest thing that that is a huge thing that you're like, I didn't even know we were going to come in. Maybe unintended consequences. I I never even thought in a million years we would come across that. Yeah. Well, doing something new in this space is hard Uh because this wheel turns so slow. I mean, Uh it's so slow, right? So I think think I probably had an unrealistic sense of of agents' willingness or ability to adopt and change. Now, not discounting it, but maybe I thought they would go farther and faster. But that goes back to the early conversation of like AMS is so hard to change from. And so yeah. you got to be there to do the whole thing. And let's face it, you can't show up at your place, Bradley, and say, hey, I can do 80% of what you need done. How does that sound as a proposition? So for anybody, you have to show up with the ability to do it, right? Uh-huh. You got to be able to do it end to end. That's time consuming and that's 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 hard to do. And especially when the forces of change move slowly, or maybe you're seen as a competitor as opposed to an enabler, right? Uh, And I probably didn't do the best job of explaining my position on that, right? So um, I think that's been the hardest thing on that. Get to the other side, the thing that I was absolutely right on is the data and how to make it. So I I guess I would start by saying this. So we've been live with product for about 18 months. So you take a bunch of agents and you transactionalize their insurance operations. So basically, Scott and Bradley, your your service professionals do about 20 things. Your salespeople do four things. And everybody does them differently, which creates all sort of chaos. And Neon says, hey, listen, why don't we just all throw that together? Why don't we do those 20 things the same way, make them better and more profitable? We'll use them to scale information, scale connectivity, and scale technology. So I could still be me but we can do certificates in a very similar way and therefore lower our cost per transaction. So in 18 months, Neons have done 45,000 sales opportunities, Mm -hmm. 550,000 service requests and 3.8 million follow-up tasks. Now, Now that you say, well, what is that? Well, each one of those represents a customer wanting something, right. somebody in our agency having to do something, and then us bearing the cost of getting it done, mm-hmm. right? So that's over four and a half million transactions have been done by our first users on that. You scale that all together and you make a ton of data on what is good service. What does it cost to do a certificate? What does it cost to do a commercial remarket, right? What is it, which carriers are more efficient or less efficient? How many people do we need? All of that data really begins to start to tell a story at scale that we can never tell inside of our own agency. Right. And I want these agents to understand this, okay? With Neon, let's say that an account manager, Mm -hmm. some people call them a CSR, is doing some, let's say it's a COI, excuse me, endorsement to a commercial policy. Yeah. Neon will keep up with how long it took that account manager CSR to accomplish that task. 
correct? And, or is, and how much it cost? And how much it cost your agency for that to get done, which yeah, is mind blowing. I, if I, it, it, I, I'm disabled from showing, I would show you guys right in the middle of this podcast that you can now know who in your agency should be doing which part of a request and you right. can lower your cost of operations by 20%. Right. 20% of your payroll can be reduced if you can now begin to look at, hey, your job is to do this, not this. Your job right. goes over here. This is where a VA comes in. Right. For instance, my office, if if our highest and best service person does a certificate, it costs $9.67. If she sends it over to our VA, it costs $3.06. Correct. How many did she do in the rolling 12 months? A thousand. That's nine thousand dollars were spent on doing certificates right. when we could have spent three thousand net six thousand. Now take it to the point where you join a PCF or you exit, that six thousand times multiple is literally hundreds of thousands of dollars in value that we're wasting because we just refuse to think about mm. what's happening. And so being able to see that allows you to make money off of your That's data. A great point. You now begin to orchestrate that and and capitalize on it. You know. Well, what I like about it too is is being able to show your carriers when they're sitting at your desk, like Safeco was to me a couple months ago, and saying, "Hey, you're going to have to write X, or we're going to pull your appointment." And you say, "Well, you're taking three times longer." to do xyz right or my people are taking three like three times longer to because your system's crappy i'm not talking to you safeco but i might be but it's taking three times longer it's because of this because of this by the way this is my safeco trophy right here so i love you safeco but anyway you know what i mean yeah i like being able to show that data to my carriers of hey this well, is how yeah. you're not performing where you should be compared to xyz so let's take that example. So let's just say you sit down with Safeco and you say, hey, listen, this process, I have neon data, this process is killing me and it's killing my customer experience. Can you fix it? The answer is like, hey, Bradley, that you only do that as 400 times a year. It's not worth it for me to fix it. Now take that same conversation and say, wait a minute, neons do that same transaction with Safeco 4,000 times a day. Yep. Will you fix it now? Oh yeah, for 4,000 times a day, if it's costing both sides 185 bucks, we'll go ahead and plug in an API to all neons when that transaction's being done mm. so that it just happens. So now instead of ordering a yellow cab, it's literally like, well, what is a transaction at the airport? It's Uber, right? It's, it's, right. it's Lyft. It's like, hey, I have a transaction. I need to get somewhere. Transaction location, airport, transaction destination, the hotel process done and paid for that's what every single thing inside of our agencies is going to be and when we scale those transactions together now safeco or any carrier is motivated to say hey show me those four million tasks uh, if a million of them are mine could i shave four days off of that by investing in a simple fix yes you could and, yeah. and so now you give them a destination, a location to fix something that fixes one fix fixes it for every CSR across the country. So sorry, go ahead. Seth, what what I am having a hard time wrapping my head around right now is the fact that I my agency's written seven or eight hundred thousand, maybe closing in on a million dollars this year with Safeco, and I ain't got no trophy. And Bradley <laughs> is sitting over here with a damn Olympics trophy over here. That looks like a bowling ball with Olympic ribbons in it, and he's got trophies, and I ain't gotten there, and I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around this Safeco. How the hell do I not get no Olympic trophy I over here? I noticed you like, were looking at it real I hard. I looked at it about seven times after you said that, because I'm sitting here thinking, we ain't got nothing, 
And he's over here with trophy. Looks like it ought to be on his mantle at the house. That's the uh, agent for the future trophy. Oh, okay. Well, that makes me had feel nothing better. to do with production. I promise. That you. makes me feel better. It had to do with how well of an essay you could write about yourself. Oh, okay. I have a follow-up question. I, I wouldn't get one for that. I can assure you. I have a follow-up question. Can I say one thing though about that example. Yeah. So think about the four things that you have to fix in that moment, and these are really the four quadrants of the atomic, right? So in that moment, you need to understand everything thing about that transaction right you got to understand who called what carriers with what the csr is doing and where how long it takes to get that process done that's built into neon right that's that's salesforce and we use that crm functionality to do that the second thing you need to have in order to get that done is you need data you need a lot of data to have a good conversation and make that investment the third thing you need then is connectivity and API to plug the fix into that transaction every time it happens in Huntsville, Alabama, right. or in Cleveland, Ohio, whenever that transaction happened, it's gotta hit that API. And then the last thing you need is scaled agencies doing that transaction, building a community of independent agents around that to be able to make it a worthwhile fix. So if you take connectivity and API, if you take data, if you take independent agents scaled while still staying independent and you run it through the right data platform, CRM, you can now get make that happen. And those are really the four quadrants of the atomic and you have to solve any of them if you want to solve one thing about them and that's really what's taken the most amount of time to bring to, to fruition but we're here now hey seth i'm gonna ask the question that every agent in america listening to this is thinking about right now that has hawksoft okay yeah. i spent i spend a lot a lot of money and time uh with hawksoft what are we looking at and, and you may not know the answer to this yet yet but what are we going to look at in my agency in terms of cost to bring in Neon, uh, you know, with, with my current Hawksoft and all the seats I have and all the other things that we do with Hawksoft? What are we looking at in terms of cost to be able to do this? Well, I'm an insurance salesman, so rather than talk to you about the cost of the policy, let me talk to you to the value <laughs> that's I create. My, that's my dog right there, folks. Man, that's so, how to sell um, so uh, I have this conversation every day and I love it, Scott. Let's talk net, because I assume you got a brain on that head of yours between sure. those two motors, right? So. so if you're spending $10, right? Right. And you spend $2 more, so $12, but you save eight, right. it's a deal, right? So Absolutely. instead of looking at the right technology as an expense, look at it as an asset that should produce a net savings. And how do we value our agencies if we're gonna do anything? Net. On the net. Right. right. And so if you look at it, when you add neon to your stack, humble cost, add that to your stack, your technology seat license, Costco. Right. But after one year on neon, now we know that you need 20 percent less payroll. Right. Well, just do the math on 20 percent uh, less payroll at Portal or your place. And all of a sudden it's like, geez, if I got to spend a little bit on a seat to save 20 percent on payroll because I'm that much more efficient then it's a net savings on that. So that's really where we get to mission nothing, which is, hey, we're gonna introduce technology and right. data. Right. It's gonna cost you a little bit more, but you're gonna run more efficiently. And when you get data revenue, which you're not getting right now, then your net is gonna be much less on that. And so hands down, you should spend a little bit more on per seat, but right. you will save a lot more. Oh, your oh, we're doing that. You can get ready yeah. for that. Can we have secret time for just a second? Nobody will hear this but us, okay? <laughs> us and the that's not true. <laughs> two hundred fifty thousand insurance agents listening to this. Bradley, you're probably going to disagree with me when I say I've never told you this. Okay. Secret time. I Scott Howell 
and we have a pretty good technology stack in our agency. Mm-hmm. I will spend more money and I will come closer to quickly pulling the trigger on a technology if it makes our agency more efficient, yeah. more efficient in terms of team members, people I work with every day that are doing the stuff Seth just talked about a little while ago. I will spend more money and do it faster and implement it faster than I will for technology for my customers. And I know that's, I know there's some people out there that are like, oh, well, what, you don't care about your cut? No, I'm just saying for me, when I think about technology, the first thing I think about is, is this going to make us more profitable, which Seth just talked about, and is it going to make my team members' lives easier? And if that's the case, I'll spend some money. Thoughts? Well, here, and I hope secret time's over because let's talk about it. I think every agent listening to this would say that they're being asked to do more right, and being paid less. Right. Fair? Yep. Okay. So where do we make our profit? We make it in the things we do. If we do, if we do the more things that we have to do at a cheaper rate, we create margin. So inside of my agency, over the course of a trailing 12 months, my service people and my salespeople do 14,861 things. Customers call, carriers right. ask us to do that. Every one of those has a known set of work that has to go with it. The, the, the margin that I make and therefore the net that falls and the value of my agency is based on the profit I make or don't make on those 14,861 things. If you don't know what those things are, let alone who's doing them, let alone how much they cost, you're typically having the conversation of like, did we make a profit this year? Right. Did we make a profit this month? Right. Right? And so what we should be looking at is, are we making a profit on every one of these 20 things our people do? And when we do, we guarantee that we make a profit every month and we guarantee that will make a profit every year by managing the cost per transaction. And that's really the value of NEON. You can create the transactions inside the NEON terminal, yep. sales and service. If you're doing service, there's only 17 transactions. If you're doing sales, there's four. Create those things, make the data, and then use those as the waypoint to connect Safeco in, to connect your rater in, right. so that now all the technology is coming to your transaction and you're not paying your people to go into other people's transactions. Right. Get it? I do. Well, and here's the thing, too. You said that you don't necessarily add customer-facing technology No, no, first. I, we do. First, you, add, right. you would prefer to add technology that makes your team more efficient. Correct. But here's what I would argue is that adding technology to make your employees more efficient is benefits your customers. I was just about to say Because that. everybody's used to Amazon. You know, yep. that... That camera right there that records in virtual reality takes seven SD cards. Imagine that, Seth. Takes seven SD cards, and that holds about 10 minutes worth of footage, right? I had to order some SD cards before we decided to live stream. Right. I ordered them on Amazon, not because Amazon was the cheapest, because Amazon was the easiest. Right. So by you making your team more efficient, you can make it easier for your customers to do business with you, which then in turn benefits your customers. So even though it's not customer-facing, Technology that makes your team more efficient benefits your customers. You you just stole my thunder. That's Sorry, exact, no 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 no. I'm glad you did. That is exactly what I what he just yeah. said was exactly what I was about to say. Hopefully Brandon well, clips. Actually, hopefully Brandon clips that it's because a, it's that'll a, be. He, it's, he a know, hand, he it's a hand in glo- It's a hand. Yeah, in it, glo- is, deal. it is. Right, it is. Right, right. Go ahead. Sure. Seth. There are. That's actually how it works. I mean, when's the last time you guys landed at one of the airports on on a road show and then looked up the number for yellow cab and tried to get them to pick you up? <laughs> like literally, you I think not. I did it. So I did it in Vancouver. 
because Uber is not in Canada. Our friend Jeff Roy just can't experience Uber. Jeff, get your shit and together, please. <laughs> call God. the prime minister. Anyway, and I, or I think they're not in Vancouver. Anyway, I actually rode, sorry, this is off subject. I rode in an Uber before I ever rode in a yellow cab. And when I rode in the yellow cab, we, we rode in two yellow cabs in Vancouver. And I told my wife, I said, now I know why Uber's so successful. Yeah. yeah, right. And think about it. They, they invested in something that made the business more efficient and the customer benefits from it. So yes. think about this. In every transaction, when it goes faster and it's more connected and more profitable, it, it, the customer experience goes up. The profitability agency margin on that transaction type goes up. And, and the, the efficiency gain between supporting partners, carriers like Safeco, Raider, all of that becomes cheaper for everyone. So everybody wins in that deal when we co-invest in the thing that we all have a stake in, which is the transaction. I mean, that's where we make and lose money. That's where we gain experience. And that's where we truly act like connected partners. And I would just say this, location, location, location. The world of APIs are coming. We're working on some big ones here for 23. Where they go matters, right? I mean, where you put a water fountain matters. Where you put a gas station matters. And where you put a button matters for agents. And so you got to have that in the right place. And that's what we're focused on at, at the Atomic with the Neon product. Well, it's like when you freaking log into like Chubb's portal, it takes you forever to figure out where to even start the quote. Oh, what? Yeah. Guys, I got a hilarious story I got to tell y'all real quick that I completely forgot about till right now. And I know we got to get off the podcast yeah. here in a few minutes. So our friend Jeff Roy that we're all friends with, okay? It's Jeff Roy's story. Now, what y'all don't know and what Jeff doesn't know is I sell for Excalibur Insurance. Okay. And here's how it happened. It was it was I wore my Excalibur socks to church yesterday. Uh, he, ain't, he ain't never gave me no Excalibur socks, but I ain't he gotten there. He ain't gotten there. But he didn't know I sold for him either. I'm on the beach with my beautiful wife in Jamaica two weeks ago. Oh, you ran into some Canadians, huh? Imagine that. We are laying out in this picturesque tiki hut, double layout thing on the beach, crystal blue water. And there's this couple laying next to me from Canada. Well, come to find out after we start talking, the husband is the director of insurance for a like a municipality which they don't call i don't think they call it a municipality up there i don't know what they call it province province and i'm like well you need to talk to jeff roy yeah so jeff i just want you to know as i travel the world i sell excalibur insurance for you you need a t-shirt man need a damn t-shirt jeff or at least a pair of damn socks hey i want to ask you a a dr caesar i know we got to get off this i had a question burning in my mind from way back when we started this podcast that i find wildly interesting your agency seth you know you've partnered with the group that you partnered with but you've got three kids that are getting up towards that age where, you know, they're going to start making some decisions about their future. And you kind of blew past this. I heard you you mention it. Internal succession plan just wasn't really an option. I guess my question is, none of the three, and I know the 15-year-old, if he's like mine, he doesn't even know what he's going to have for breakfast tomorrow, much less what he wants to do 10 years from now. But you just got this feeling, I guess, that none of those three were going to be interested in really being a part of that organization long term. Is that kind of where you were with that? No, I wouldn't say that. I, I would say that was not that's not the purpose of my agency. It wasn't right. to work with my children. Now that is a noble purpose. And I have met so many good agents that have that just long for the day when their daughter sure. or son can take over the agency. 
I think for most of us, it's a business right? and, yeah. and we need to maximize that. And there are market terms and there are market opportunities. And, and let's face it, as independent agents, we have to have our head on the swivel with those things. And so I, I thought my, well, I guess like you guys, I, I thought my job was to build an agency, but really for the agency owner to win, it's your job to exit the agency exactly. at the highest multiple with the best EBITDA. And when that happens for each person is a super intimate thing. Right. And how that happens could be family-based, but for, for the most part, for all of us, pipe fitters and hay balers and, 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 and the like, it's a business opportunity and venture. So here's what I tell my kids. If you guys wake up one day with a burning passion and desire to be an independent agent, first off, I'm going to introduce you to Scott and Bradley. (laughs) I know something about starting agencies and I can take a few calls and get that done for you. But Zinc, Zinc is something that your mom and I need. And that, and that frankly, that all these really good people that built it need someone to make sure it keeps going because Zinc ain't stopping. Zinc's going to be 150 million in premium in the next year. Wow. Yeah. And it's because of partnership and it's because of analytics and data and connectivity and efficiency. Those are the things that drive value into our businesses. Mm. And if we're not looking at technology and the things that we talked about today as part of that, then we're just not looking, which is, that's a, that's a, that's a strategy, but it ain't one that I'm willing to bet on. Mm -hmm. That is the most perfect place I've ever stopped a podcast at right there. That is absolutely beautiful. Seth, I love you. I love you too. I'm so proud of you. I'm so humbled and blessed to call you a friend. And I meant what I said. I want to get to know you better, talk more, break bread with each other. And uh, we haven't done that yet. We need to do that together. Well, uh, we'll see each other in in about three weeks in, yep. in, in Indianapolis. Let's sit down and talk. And, you know, we we um, we sold data and we, we, we got some big data contracts. So all that stuff sitting in your system right now, right. carriers will pay to right. see anonymized information about sure. performance inside your agency, dude. It's like... I know I was blowing sunshine up a lot of skirts over the last year, but like we're here, yeah. it's now. And like, if you're looking at PCF, the multiples on data have never been built into the the factors, wow. right? So okay. I'm telling you right now. And listen, I, I, are we off the? Are we off? Are we no, off no, 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 no. We're not off the air. No, no. we can right. talk. We can talk when we get off here in just a second, though. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Uh, Thanks for coming on the show today. Guys, as I end every podcast, rewards come from action, not discussion. Get your ass out from behind that desk today. Stop doing TPS reports. Get out there and build relationships. Meet people. Build build business relationships. Referral partners. Go sell insurance. Make money for your family, for your wife, for your husband, for your kid's college fund. Go make money for your parents that are struggling out there. Go make money for them. Write good business for the agencies that you represent and write good business for the companies that you, that you represent. Bradley Flowers, I Thank, love you. Thanks, brother. Thanks, Seth. Thank you, Seth. Thank you so much for being here. Guys, you are listening to the Insurance Guys podcast, and we love each and every one of you. Thank you so much for being a part of our family, and we'll see you back here real soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. If you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with Scott, you can always reach me at theinsuranceguyonline.com or email me at scott at iprotectinsurance.com. And if you need to get in touch with Mr. Bradley Flowers, go to portalinsurance.com or email him at bradley 
at portalinsurance.com. Guys, we love you. We thank you so much for listening to our show and being a part of our family. And we look forward to seeing you again next week on the next episode of the Insurance Guys podcast. Take care.